Hello, hello, and welcome to Meredith with a Y. I'm your host, Meredith Willett, and I hope that you have been here before, but if not, welcome. Today, I'm going to be talking about the pain of apologies and compliments and where that pain comes from, so stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Hello, and how are all of you today? Today, I'm talking about compliments and apologies because recently... I felt an apology for probably the first time without pain, without trying to deflect, without trying to scurry off. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that also have a hard time with apologies or um, receiving an apology or um, giving an apology. And I kind of wanted to talk about, since we are inside of this series of healing, and past trauma and bringing past trauma. And when I say past trauma, it could be as early as yesterday because whatever happened yesterday is going to program how you deal with today. So this does not have to just be, I have been looking at this um, like kind of psychically and past trauma could be age one, it could be age eight, 16, 21, it could be age 49, it could be age whatever, it could be age 66, whatever it is. Because what happened to you before this moment is uh, are the building blocks of what happens and how you feel about this moment right now. And so if you fell off um, a bridge yesterday, you are going to stay away from bridges today. If you slipped on ice when you were eight years old, you might really be afraid of ice today. And this is what I really want to instill inside of this um, series of healing from trauma because you can't escape it. You can't escape the good uh, building blocks and it's difficult to even see the bad building blocks. It's difficult to see when something is ingrained in you. It's sewn into the fabric of your psyche and your very being. You don't even recognize that you can operate outside of the system that has become you. And so as a general rule, and my husband would always tease me about it and I tease him about it, you know, like if he gave me a compliment or if someone gives me a compliment out on the street, let's say someone's like, and it just happened recently. It was funny. We went to um, a local restaurant around here and there was all these people coming up to me, honestly, and complimenting my sweater, which by the way, was from Forever 21. And um, everyone's like, oh, I love your sweater. It took everything I had not to say Oh, it's from Forever 21. I got it 50% off, <laughs> which is what I always do. I always, instead of just absorbing the compliment and saying thank you, what I tend to do is freak out, talk about how I got it on sale or it was a gift. And what I'm actually doing is telling the person I am not worthy of your kind words. And this is why. This is why I'm going to deflect that it's not about me. Oh, don't tell me I'm pretty. I just got my hair colored yesterday or my friend did my hair or um, I just woke up. You know, the, who out there, right, does that? Oh my God, I love your hair. Oh, it's filthy. 
Oh, you look really pretty today. Oh my God. I just woke up five minutes ago. I can't thank you so much, but I mean like, uh, or, Oh, I look so ugly. I haven't washed my hair in a week. Right. We bounce those compliments off of us. And what I have seen as I have been really diving into it, it's a, we're getting that compliment. We're receiving, we're hearing that compliment from our yester self. It's not our today self, our today self. My today, Meredith, is like a badass. I look great. I'm amazing. I'm smart. I'm kind. I'm helpful. I'm funny. But for whatever reason, when someone else tries to give me a compliment or has given me a compliment in the past, it's like I shudder. Like, I can't accept that love from you. I can't accept those kind words from you because there's no way you mean it. There's no way that you can see that in me. And so instead of absorbing that love, and then you possibly having the upper hand. If I lean into that kindness, what is the other shoe? When will the other shoe drop? If I get excited and take that compliment to heart and lean into that love, how can that affect me in a negative way? And so I believe from what I have been seeing in myself is as I have let the lies of who I believed myself to be in the past because of other people around me telling me I was less than by way of their words or their actions, right? I have to let that go. I have to realize that that's no longer my operating system. That is no longer the building blocks of who I am. I am no longer a pain in the ass. I am no longer less than. I am no longer whatever, either by way of my actions that I believed it in myself or because of someone else that I, I believed it in myself. Now I can look at that and go, wait a minute. If someone's just giving me a compliment on my sweater, they don't own me. They can't hurt me. I'm a grown woman. I have a car. I'm not going to get grounded. They can't now all of a sudden get my hopes up and then come crashing down. And that's what happened last year when I went through all of that work on my avoidance attachment. I avoided attachment. And in that moment in November, I leaned into attachment and gave someone power over me by believing their compliment and then them making it, it felt like they took it away and it destroyed me. Do you under, I hope you're following. So when someone shows you love, then they can take it away, right? And if you are not strong enough, if you are not within yourself, if you are still leaning on your the past version of you who learned that people can destroy you, that confrontation will kill you, that conflict is the worst thing that could happen, that you have to be perfect, you have to be good, you have to be nice. If you're still leaning into that, then yes, there other people's words can destroy you. But once you recognize that you are only today, 
and that that which happened to you prior to this very moment that you're listening to my words, that is a past version of you that you do not have to operate inside of anymore. And this is also why it's very difficult many times for people to apologize because the same trauma that stems from using past to live inside of today, to use your past versions of you, the fearful versions, the ones that said all cement that is black is black ice and therefore I will fall and hurt my tailbone, right? We, a blanket statement, this is the way that dark uh, pavement is, right? So now I'm afraid of driving at night. I'm afraid of driving when it rains. I'm afraid of driving when it's icy outside right? That is how we look at life. And so now I'm afraid to drive. This is how phobias are created. This is how, um, you know, people start adding all this shit on their shoulders and then they don't leave the house. This is how people have all of these crazy idiosyncrasies is because they're taking all of the most fearful versions of their past self, applying it to their current day and saying, shit, I'm not leaving the house. I'm not going on a plane. I'm not going on a train. I'm not driving in a car at night. I'm not going and hanging out with girlfriends. I have to use all the scariest shit from everything that happened before today to judge the validity validity and and, uh, safety of today. And why do we do this? Because we're humans. This is why we remember all of the negative shit from our childhood is because when we remember the negative, it keeps us safe. This is, you know, this is Darwin. If you, if you, you know, walk off the edge of a cliff and survive, and the next time you see a cliff and you just keep walking, that's not smart, right? So what you're doing is smart. You're assessing danger. You're assessing humans. You're assessing behavior patterns. And you're saying, not so sure. Not so sure that I want to move forward with a person that lies all the time, that's shady, that talks shit about this, that, and the other. I don't know if I want to be around people like that. That's evolution. But, but we also have to be mindful if it's keeping us in a prison, if it's keeping us out of the space of love. And Like, hey, I I don't hang around people like that anymore. I'm going to take this person at face value until they give me a reason not to trust them. And if they are a shithead, I'm now capable of dealing with that because my entire life is not wrapped up in what this person thinks or does or says or whatever. So it's a balancing act, right? And so going back to apologies, if someone was abused as a child, Perhaps they were made to apologize when it wasn't necessary or when something wasn't really their fault. And so apologies can get stuck in their throat. It can feel like a weakness, right? We don't know what that person's trauma is that they couldn't apologize. And there are a lot of people that look at apologies as weakness. I look at apologies as a superpower. They aren't always fun. But God, do you feel good afterwards? At least I do. I'm like, okay, I apologized. I did the right thing. We are settled. I can sleep tonight. I did the right thing. 
I settled what I did wrong. But a lot of people don't see it that way. They look at it like, now this person has power over me. Remember, when we're doing all of this, when we're talking about trauma, it very most likely can be boiled down to two things, fear and power. And so when you are receiving or giving a compliment, a lot of times, and I just saw this in an appointment I did last week with a woman, is when we receive a compliment, a lot of times that could feel like someone is trying to get power over you. And if their words are powerful, then perhaps you are giving away your power inside of their compliment, right? But if you just say, that was lovely, that was kind, their words don't have power over me, but it was nice to hear, right? A lot of times when we give a compliment, some people might believe that that is being vulnerable. What I saw last week is sometimes when you give a compliment, you are trying to get power over on someone. You are trying to hire up them. You know what I mean? So you're like, oh, those shoes are lovely. And so now my words hold value over the way you feel about your shoes. See, it's all power and fear and all, it's crazy. Like who would think that compliments and apologies had so much wrapped into all this stuff? But when we use the outside world to judge self and to, if we lean too far into the weight of that, this is where it gets messy. And so it's important to recognize how this plays out in your life where it's coming from, how it hits, why it hits. Because compliments and apologies, as I'm seeing now in my mind, as I'm talking about this, are part and parcel to the word love. The way you love yourself, the way you love and accept, um, the way you love and receive love from others. So if you can accept a um, compliment, if it just absorbs into you without a power, power struggle, without fear, without worry, without tap dancing it away, it's very, very likely that you are also in a space of accepting and absorbing love. Because isn't that what a compliment is? It's just a sprinkle of love, right? It's a drop of love. I just want to tell you that you're beautiful. I just want to tell you that you're kind. And I will tell you that my difficulty in accepting compliments is uh, probably what's made me survive much of social media these past years because, you know, people will be very complimentary, but they can also tear you down as well. And so <laughs> because of my inability to accept a compliment, I don't necessarily absorb them. I, I actually, when someone gives me a compliment, I think more about their character. 
when someone gives me a compliment. So when someone gives me a compliment, I always think to myself, what a kind person. Just like when someone tears me down, I think, how sad. That person must be in a lot of pain. It's really, I don't ever think it's really ever about me. Until the other day, um, my husband gave me a compliment and I felt it. I just posted about that on social media today. I felt it. I felt his words um, and the weight of his words and the kindness of his words. I, I absorbed them. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today because as I've done the work to not tap dance and spin plates in my life, and now I realize that I can handle so much more um, that I can lean in to people, that I can be more open with my heart and accept and, and give love in a very different way than I ever have, in a very real, deep, and sincere way that's not predicated on fear or power or um, perfectionism, being a good girl, being seen as nice or a good wife or a good mom, you know, when, when all that starts to go away and you really just settle into your hips and you settle into your, yourself, when that starts to happen and you don't feel that you need to deserve love based on anything other than existence, right? I can sleep and be in bed and not do the dishes and um, not be perfect, as perfect as I can be in any one moment, and still deserve love. I don't need to earn it. There it is. I don't need to do anything to earn someone's compliment. I don't need to get the fucking sweater on sale to earn the compliment. I don't need to uh, work out for two hours to earn the donut. I don't need to give of myself till there's nothing left to earn my husband's love or my friend's kindness or friendship. Those things are nice to do, but they need to be done from the heart without the expectation of receiving anything in response. I don't need to do, you don't need to do anything to deserve love. And no one needs to do anything to deserve your apology. All these words that I'm saying can be interchanged with the word love because that is the energy that we're really talking about, right? That's the energy. That's the truth. Do I deserve love from this person? Yeah, why not? They're allowed to sprinkle me with a little bit of love and say, I like your sweater. They're allowed to sprinkle me with a little bit of love and say, are you on the couch? You look pretty. You're allowed to be sprinkled with love too. It's not power over because you're a grown person. And if you are in a situation where you are in a, a place of fear, which I have been, I haven't even discussed that yet. I haven't even started talking about my abusive relationship from my past. 
not my ex-husband. I don't know if I will ever talk about it. We'll see. But I deserve to be treated kindly, and so do you. And if you are in a situation where you're in fear, you're being belittled, you're being treated poorly, you're having to earn love, the general state of your relationship is tension and nervousness and fear and worry. One of two things are true. Either you are in a fearful space with someone that is not kind, or you have work to do to heal trauma and step into your present self. Because I was in a state of constant tension and stress, not realizing it, which by the way, causes a shit ton of uh, wrinkles. They have, they have done, they have, they have looked at this. The piercing of the lips, the furrowing of the brow, all of that is by way of stress and worry and tension and nervousness. So all of those crazy weird wrinkles and between your eyes and your mouth and piercing and squinting and tension, all of the face tension comes from life tension. And so the more we heal, you, I have lived, if you go back and look at some of my outside of stop quitting drinking, but if you go back and look at a lot of my prior, um, social media posts, especially like the beginning of TikTok, I don't even look like the same person. If you like, I think I probably look very similar to the day I got married, uh, 17 years ago. And I was not, I mean, I was 17 years younger, but it's amazing when you heal, your face heals too. Your body heals. Your face is a representation of everything, your emotions, your body, your health. All of it, it goes hand in hand. All of it. Your weight, the way you treat yourself is the way that you allow the world to treat you. There's no way you're going to treat yourself well and then let the rest of the world treat you like shit, right? You're going to be like, oh, uh, hell no. I sit here and I walk every day and I drink the water and I spend time making myself food. I'm calm. I give. I let myself take a long shower. I'm good to myself. And then some asshole is going to walk through the door and start, you know, pounding my head in. Oh, no. We need to recognize that how we treat ourselves, the compliment, ooh, I love this, the way we treat ourselves in the mirror when we're getting dressed, when we're laying our head down at night, the way we talk to ourselves is where we are at in our healing process. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. How do you talk to yourself? Are you kind? Do you compliment yourself? Do you apologize to yourself? Because I know for a fact, I owe myself a lot of apologies from the shit I did to myself when I was 19, 20, 21. Good God. I wasn't nice to myself. 
I put myself in very dangerous situations. I put up with way too much abuse. And this is the thing. If you had to put up with abuse when you were under the age of 18, there's not much you could have done about that. So yeah, forgive yourself. Box checked. But if you put up with mistreatment and abuse, if you did things to or for others that wasn't in line with maybe who you are today, apologize to yourself. I'm sorry. I didn't know better. I'm sorry I didn't protect you, 22-year-old Meredith. I'm sorry I didn't treat you kindly. I'm sorry I didn't eat right. I'm sorry I smoked 700 packs of cigarettes a day when I was younger. I'm sorry I drank like a fish and didn't love you like you deserve to be loved. Oh man, this is okay. Okay. Who's who's <laughs> who's who's riding along with me right now? I'm sorry I I'm sorry I didn't believe in you enough when you were younger that you could have done more back then, that you could have traveled or started a career. But I didn't. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't even have the know-how. I knew how to be a wife. I knew how to be a mom. That's it. That's why role models are so important. That's why social media is so important because it shows all of us a life that we don't know about from our just our backyard. It shows women and and it shows young men possibilities outside of the scope of their neighborhood. But that's why apologies start with yourself. Apologize to you, your current self, for maybe not treating you so bad or so great, I should say. And then forgive yourself. Compliment yourself every single day. Damn, you look good. Boy, you're doing a great job. Man, you work so hard. Boy, you're a great mom or dad. Man, you're a great friend, daughter or son. Start with you. Feel how that opens your chest. Feels good. Feel how speaking kindly to yourself could possibly be a seed to speaking kindly to the rest of the world today. It starts with you. If you can apologize to yourself, you know, it, it's, it's, it's science. Energy that's going in one direction will continue to go in that direction unless like an opposite and equal force is applied to it and then it goes in a different direction. So if you are complimenting yourself, if you are being kind to yourself, if you are apologizing to yourself, it's just going to run wild for the rest of you know, the day with the world around you start with you in the morning and then you walk into work and then you're just like, damn, you look good. Boy, you're a nice person. I'm sorry for being a shit yesterday. Right. It starts with you and how you talk to yourself. If you're cruel to yourself, you're going to be cruel to the rest of the world all day, which is why I don't take people's negative comments on social media to heart, because I know any cruel comment that comes from anybody they are suffering 10,000 times the words that they send to me. Cruelty starts at home. Cruelty starts with you. 
That's why bigotry, I know, it starts with you. Racism starts with you. Misogyny starts with you, just like kindness does. Just like kindness does. And so if you want to change the world, change yourself. If you want to realize where you're at in the state of healing, accept the compliment. Absorb it. Feel it. Apologize. Apologize. You know, to anyone. I'm so sorry. Mean it from your heart. Apologize to your kids. Apologize to your parents. Oh, that one stung. I felt someone out there. That one hurt someone. I get it. I get it. These things are not easy because the basis of them is love. And if you cannot receive love, if you cannot give love, you still need to heal. And I get that. Love is the basis for everything. Hate is just the fear of love. Ooh, that's good. The fear of love. Check in with yourself. Start with you. Go to the mirror today. Drive around. Own the compliments that you give yourself. Apologize to three people in your past, maybe. Say, I love you. I'm so sorry. I was a, a shithead. It's okay. You can do it. Starts with you. Change the world. Thank you guys so much for listening and showing up here this week. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, feel free to message me, MeredithWillits at gmail.com. If there's something you want to talk about, something you want me to talk about on the podcast, if you haven't already left a review, you can do so on pretty much all social media channels, all everywhere you listen to podcasts. It really does help the podcast out. If you know someone who could benefit from the podcast, please send it to them. You never know. They might really benefit from that. And I will see you back here uh, same time next week. I hope you guys all have a beautiful week. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y. For behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes, please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.